On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed, no God understand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness. Ready to live in glory. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever Death will be lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal life. One hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace. All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with reading, no thought to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. I am your host, Bruce Kessler. And welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Well, my goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I found peace, love, forgiveness, joy, happiness, blessed beyond measure more than I could ever deserve. Our upcoming study for this morning is called begin with prayer begin with prayer but first before we get there a few things along the way and the first is headline news <laughs> get this get this Mike Fisher and wife Carrie Underwood revealed in a new video how three miscarriages tested their faith and how God revealed to them they would have another son. That's right, folks. Fisher and Underwood married in 2010 and had their first child, Isaiah, in 2015. 
They wanted another baby, but two straight miscarriages had them questioning their next steps. I was frustrated, Fisher, an 18-year veteran of the National Hockey League, says in the video released by I Am Second, what's the future look like? I was just kind of wrestling with God and probably the most honest I've been with God ever in my whole life. And I heard, not audibly, but I just heard, I just sensed, God told me that we're going to have a son and his name's Jacob. Carrie Underwood remembers the conversation well. Mike came to me one day and said, we're going to have another baby and it's going to be a boy and his name's going to be Jacob. But her next pregnancy ended with another miscarriage. And I was just like, well, where is he? Where is he? When Underwood became pregnant again, her fifth pregnancy after three miscarriages, she sensed that she was going to miscarry her fourth time. Not wanting to be alone, as Mike wasn't home at the time, she, she crawled into bed one weekend night and with Isaiah and cried out to God. I just had an honest conversation with God. I told him how I felt. I was hurt. I was a little angry, of course. I feel guilty for being mad at your creator. I told him I needed something. We needed to have a baby or not ever because I couldn't keep going down that road anymore. She visited, visited the doctor the following Monday, expecting to hear bad news, but was given a surprise. The pregnancy was going well, and they could see the baby on ultrasound. We were like, this is Jacob. Jacob of the Old Testament, Fisher noted, wrestled with God through the night, and he wouldn't let go until he got a blessing. We weren't demanding that God give us his blessing. We were just being honest. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that is so true. So many times Fisher says you're on the mountaintops, things are great, and sometimes they're the hardest times because you just don't feel like you need God. And then you go through the valleys and you actually really seek him and you find his will. That's when you learn and grow and he changes you. He changes our marriage for the better. We were able to work through our faith together like we've never done before. Well, there you go, folks. Isn't that quite amazing? Amid miscarriages, Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher heard from God about future son. Wow. Just while indeed, well, amen, amen to, to their prayers being heard by God, right? That's why we pray, folks. That's why we pray. Well, get this, get this. Around West Hollywood, an actor whose name is Denzel Washington was driving around town and he saw a homeless man that was dangerously close to oncoming traffic. So Denzel pulled his car over to help the man get out the street. When the cops were called to the situation, Denzel remained by his side for the whole time. Denzel Washington, of course, is a, is a superb Hollywood actor. Denzel even put his hand on the homeless man's shoulder to show him support. While the police did their job, later Denzel gave the man a sandwich and a face mask to help him protect him from the coronavirus. In addition to the act of kindness, Denzel and his wife have become known around Hollywood for their generosity. 
They have donated to many charities, including Fisher House, an organization that helps military families. In the early 2000s, Fisher House said that Denzel and his wife gave them one of the most substantial donations that they had ever received. Denzel also gave $1 million to the Wiley College debate team. It's wonderful, of course, to see Christian celebrities being the hands and feet of Jesus. May we all learn to strive to love our neighbors and step in to help in those times of need. Get that, folks. Denzel Washington, Christian celebrity, in the news for helping homeless man in danger. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day in church history. In 1870, death of Anna Hinderer, aged 43. She had served as missionary in Nigeria until ill health forced her to turn to England. There, despite her suffering, she continued to work among factory girls and children of the poor. Amen, folks. In 1882, on the day of his sister's marriage, blind parson George Matheson experiences deep mental suffering and writes his beloved hymn, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go. My, oh, my, folks. And finally, on this day in church history, in 1925, Harold Wildish boards the Amakura bound for South America. He had received word to fill the place of an ailing missionary, but had only one British pound in money. So he went upstairs and spread the letter out before the Lord, saying, Lord, you know what I need. Next morning, he received a check in the mail for 25 pounds. But I must have 35, he prayed. And wouldn't you know it, the next day he received another letter from the same person. I could not sleep last night thinking of you. I believe you must need the additional enclosed 10 pounds. Well, there you go, folks. The power of prayer demonstrated one more time. And that's this day in church history. And now we have Name That Bible Character. Here is your clue. I am the manner of Eli's death. What manner am I? Here is your clue one more time. I am the manner of Eli's death. What manner am I? We will reveal the answer to that clue following our study segment. So stay tuned for that final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now, folks, it's time for our study period in our show. The title is Begin With Prayer. We want to turn to Matthew chapter 6. That will be our text for our study. Matthew chapter 6. 
And um, we're going to start in verse 9. Matthew chapter 6. Get your cup of coffee, folks. I got mine right here. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start reading in verse 9. Jesus said this. He said, pray then like this. So Jesus here is about to offer us a model. Not necessarily something that he expects us to always do the same way in this, in, with the same words every single day and every single hour of the day when we choose to pray. This is a guideline. This is where we begin. This is a, a format, a, a model. They call it the model prayer. And this is where we begin to know how to pray. I don't know about you, friend, but for me, it's good to, to go back and recalibrate. I need prayer now more than ever. It's so valuable and precious and needful. And it's good to go back and get the perspective of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and get the essentials of prayer. And this is what Jesus is about to do here. So Jesus says, I want you to pray like this. I'm going to model it for you. And what does this model look like? He says this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So he says, first address God. That's, that's, that's key. That's essential. It, it shows your faith. It shows your trust. It shows, it shows a need. It shows the fact that you are addressing in a humble, obedient, a loving, and uh, a nurtured kind of way your Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Holy is his name is special it's it is to be hallowed um we've got to understand who we're dressing verse 10 he goes on and he says your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven jesus prayed one time in the garden gethsemane let not my will but let your will be done he offers that same model here. Let your will be done. That shows our uh, willingness to submit a understanding that God is in control. Your kingdom come. Yes, his kingdom has come. And what a beautiful and awesome thing to remind ourselves in prayer that God has given us and placed us in his kingdom. Amen. Verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. It's that acknowledgement that he supplies all our needs. All our needs and everything about us. God will take care. You remember Jesus was talking about that fact when he says, Hey, hey look, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. God knows how to take care of you. Right? So he says, give us this day our daily bread. It's a constant reminder 
that God alone can address our spiritual needs. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts. It's that constant reminder that we are prone to sin. Constant reminder that we need to be better than the day before. A constant reminder that we need our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and His blood to cover our sins. As we also have forgiven our debtors. It's a constant reminder that we can't have it both ways. We can't preach this idea that we're Christians and hallelujah and we have His grace and then hold secretly some bitterness and some hatred and not forgive another person. We have constantly reminded that not only has God forgiven us, but that we have forgiven others. What kind of heart do you have, friend? And then he says in verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, just help me grow to a point where I, through your help, through your support, through your will, through your power, through your angels, through your spirit, through all of those means, through the help of my brothers and sisters in Christ, that I will learn to avoid hot spots. Those hot spots are areas of I know I'm prone to temptation. Lord, help me not fall into those traps. Deliver us from it. Deliver me. Help me. When I get close, nudge me along the way, Lord, that I may learn not to walk in an evil way. So that's the structure. That's the structure that Jesus says we need to pray. Verse 14, he adds this, though, and it's something that we need to be reminded of. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. It's a, it's a point that he's making, an essential point that he's making again, placing great emphasis on this idea and concept that you must forgive others. We need to, in our prayer, daily remind ourselves that Satan will use that bitterness against us and cause us to hold it over, to hate someone. Verse 15, he ends this, but if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Powerful reminder that if you have a heart in unforgiveness, Christ can't and won't forgive you. That's powerful, folks. That's powerful. What are some takeaways from this modeled prayer? Number one, how do you, friend, address God? Is it with respect, awe, a recognition of His sovereignty over your life? How close are you to God? What is your relationship with Him? Is it close enough for you to call Him Father? Number two, do you choose your will most of the time over God's will? And where do you fit in God's kingdom? Number three, do you trust God to take care of all your needs? Number four, is there some secret sin in your life 
that you haven't dealt with? Do you believe, friend, that you are forgiven? Number five, do you have a heart of unforgiveness? Number six, do you believe God can help you in learning to see and avoid certain hot spots, those areas in your life where you're more prone to sin and temptation? And then finally, friend, number seven, do you believe God answers prayer? But let's learn from this model prayer. Let's learn from this powerful example of Jesus and turn to God in prayer. Because, folks, today we need it more than ever. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I am the manner of Eli's death. What manner am I? Well, folks, he fell backwards off his chair and broke his neck. That's right. 1 Samuel 4, verse 18. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck broke and he died for he was an old man and heavy. He had judged Israel 40 years. I am the manner of Eli's death. What manner am I? He fell backwards off his chair and broke his neck and named that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become part of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ by submitting to him in repentance and baptism, confessing your sins. And confessing him as Lord. And you will receive forgiveness. You will have joy, peace, happiness. And be blessed beyond measure. More than you ever could deserve folks. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way. And help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Go to our website normanchurch.com 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 Well friend, I want to tell you this. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord has died for you. Praise God, give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen, amen, sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord has risen for you. Praise God, praise God, give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen, amen, sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord is living for you. Praise God, give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen, amen, sing glory, hallelujah, Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you.